Hey, welcome to the Revitalizing Health Podcast. I'm Gabby Pavlovich, naturopath and emotion release technique practitioner with a background in evolutionary biology. Here we share some awesome conversations with people from many different fields about health, wellness, and how everyone and everything on earth is connected in some way, shape, or form. And so understanding and respecting the health of ourselves, our communities, and our planet all feed into each other. I'm on a mission to empower you to learn how you can respect your unique biology, even in the face of a modern world which our bodies aren't quite adapted for. By listening to these conversations, you can develop your understanding about how you can best adapt to the modern world by learning how to manage your stress better, how to look after yourself and your health, and how to live a fulfilling life aligned with your values and true purpose. So enjoy this episode and happy listening. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Revitalizing Health podcast. I am going to try and do things a little differently uh, from here on in with the solo episode. So if you've been listening along since the start, uh, I've kind of had a mix of solo and guest episodes on the pod, but um, you may also have realized that I tend to be quite lengthy in the way that I talk. So sometimes... Yeah, I mean, often there are tangents that happen. Um, A lot of people have mentioned that they like the tangents and that's great. But for the purpose of trying to, I guess, be a little bit more successful in trying to help the message get across or the, I guess, the topic of the discussion to land better with you, I'm going to try and make the solo episodes a little bit shorter, snappier, a little bit more to the point almost like a bit of a a taste of a topic. And if you want to go deeper into it, you can always let me know and I can expand on that in a future episode. Uh, But I do find that people's different learning styles, uh, a lot of the feedback I've got from people so far is that shorter episodes, like under 30 minutes in length, are really easy to consume and a little bit more can be a bit more impactful in terms of just honing in on a very specific message rather than going off on tangents around a topic, which is great to do with a guest, I think. But when I'm doing the solo episodes, I think I want to be a little bit more intentional and a little bit more specific and a little bit more honed in on what I'm talking about. So without further tangents, I want to get into it. So Before we do, I just want to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people because I am on Wurundjeri land today in my home studio, so I'd just like to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging of the land where I am today. And I'd like to extend an acknowledgement of country to the traditional custodians of the land where you're listening to this, whether you're local, whether you're abroad. Today, I want to talk about why we're so scared to feel. So... Stay with me here. How easy do you find it to feel an emotion when it comes up? That's probably a broad question because there are so many different types of emotions, right? People tend to label emotions as positive or negative, good or bad, but emotions are just emotions. They're energy in motion, as I've mentioned before, and as you've probably heard elsewhere, that's what emotions are. It's energy in motion. 
And so when we don't actually feel our emotions, that motion of that energy kind of stagnates and it stops. And that's the whole premise behind emotions being a a problem within our bodies, within our nervous systems. They kind of don't actually get fully processed and then they can cause mental, emotional, physical health issues. But the reason why I want to talk about, you know, why we're scared to feel our emotions, why we don't feel comfortable doing it is because it's such a prevalent thing in this culture. When I say this culture, I mean, I'm referring to, depending on where you are and where you've been brought up, there are different cultural facets, different cultural norms, different social aspects and traditions and things. But the way I have been brought up, you know, I guess a very westernized kind of paradigm is that we don't, we're not necessarily encouraged to feel our emotions. We're above all else meant to present ourselves in a way where we're put together, where we're able to regulate ourselves, so to speak. And I think we need to use the word regulate carefully because I think there's regulating your emotions and being able to process them and let them flow. And then there's masking your emotions and just pretending that you're okay when maybe things aren't. So why do I want to talk about this? Because when I'm supporting people clinically with emotion release technique or ERT, part of the process is integrating and moving through emotions that actually come up when we're going through whatever prompt we're going through to support that person. Part of the process is sitting with what comes up when we actually locate that emotion. And not everyone feels totally okay doing that process. When we're doing the processing, when we're integrating that emotion, we're kind of stabilizing that nervous system and moving through the stuff that has been there for a little while and needs to clear. There is a time where that person sitting in front of me, whether it's on a screen or whether they're actually in the clinic with me, they need to sit and be with that emotion. And for some emotions, it's easier than others. For some people, it's easier than others. But I can really see often when people are processing, their eyes are closed. I see a lot of changes in their facial expression. Often there is, you know, their eyes are clenching or their teeth or sometimes tears will come, sometimes real deep sobbing. Sometimes there's really not much to notice at all, but it's just really powerful to actually witness that processing then and there of an emotion. And it's different because this is a clinical setting where we're actually holding space to process an emotion. But people probably wouldn't need to do this work. They wouldn't need to do ERT or something similar to help process their emotions because they would be knowing how to do it in everyday life. And that's the point I'm getting across today is I don't think we know how to do this in everyday life. A lot of people do not know how to interpret, process their emotions. But the thing is with with emotions, emotions are telling us something about our environment. They're telling us something about what our needs are in the current moment. For example, if we are hungry, if we feel like our blood sugar is dropping, we're starting to feel like we need some food, we need some sustenance, there are some physiological reasons why we might start to feel certain 
emotions such as anger. That's why a lot of people refer to hungry, angry as hangry, <laughs> like really irritable. People get really irritable when they're hungry, some people. So that anger or that irritability is telling us something about our needs. We need food. We need sustenance. That's one example, a very simplistic example. But this happens with any emotion. Any and every emotion you are feeling is telling you something about your body. That nervous, jittery feeling before you get up on stage to talk about something to a crowd is telling you that your body doesn't feel safe doing that. It feels like, ah, it's in danger. Scary crowd. Ah. (laughs) That grief, that overwhelming and sometimes very sporadic and all of a sudden feeling of deep sadness that can come over us at times can indicate to us that we haven't processed the death of a loved one, the end of a relationship, because we haven't fully sat with that and processed that. Grief is an interesting one because even if we process it, it does still come and it, and it exists because it's a multi-layered kind of thing. So I won't go into that today, but all emotions are temporary. They should, if felt, fully felt. I mean, you sit there and you're with that emotion. If you fully feel into that rather than park it, and I'm like, no, nope, not doing that right now. If you fully feel it, it should only last about 90 seconds but sometimes that 90 seconds feels like a long time. And I know why I can understand why people don't want to feel. I know because I've been raised in an environment where it's easier not to feel. It's a lot easier to just be like, I'm going to park that for later so I can present as if I'm fully together, I've got my shit together and I'm all good. But the thing is, when you don't feel what's coming up, when you don't feel the emotion that's coming up, and you don't let it move through you in whatever way it is going to, whether that is tears, whether that is yelling into a pillow, whether that is shakes, you know, if you've got to expend that energy physically, no matter how that emotion needs to move through your body, if we don't fully feel into that and let it move, then we don't get to see what's on the other side of that. And what's on the other side of that feeling that emotion is being able to Yep, let that limbic system go, let that emotional system run its course. Then once it's done that, we can engage that more, I guess, rational part of the brain, that more conscious, self-aware type mind and look at it and be like, ah, that's interesting. I'm curious about that. And we can actually ask, what was that trying to tell me? Now, this is another step You know, I'm not expecting, you know, every time you feel an emotion to interrogate yourself afterwards and be like, hmm, what was that about? But that's something that you can do when you start to practice processing emotions on a daily basis. But I'm not insinuating that we should all just start feeling our emotions everywhere and anywhere because our sociocultural conditioning has made that really difficult for us to do. So if you feel like you need to bawl your eyes out in the middle of the supermarket aisle when you're doing your groceries, you're probably going to do everything in your power to not do that because it's going to draw attention to yourself and you're going to feel vulnerable. But that's the thing. When we're fully present and feeling into our emotions, it can feel vulnerable. But because in 
you know, this culture that I live in and that maybe where you are, you live in too, is that majority of us don't process emotions as they come up. That's been hammered out of us when we were kids. Big girls don't cry. Sorry, Fergie, but I disagree with you on that one. Or worse, boys don't cry. Like boys don't cry at all. That's messed up because you are a human. I don't care what gender you are, what gender you identify as. You're a human. You therefore feel emotions. You therefore need to cry when certain emotions come up. But how hard is it to say, yep, next time I feel like I need to cry or I need to yell or I need to shake my limbs like an octopus, I'm going to do it. Even if it is in the supermarket or the shopping center or the park, wherever it is you are, the workplace, how hard is it to say that's, yeah, I'm going to do it? Because everyone around you is conditioned to be like, oh, that's not normal. Gabby must be crazy. She's flailing around like a squid. What's wrong with her? (laughs) So I'm just going to have a tea break here. If you're listening to the audio only, you can't see my, my mug but it's a cat mug. It's got many different photos of our cat Lily on there. But anyway, back to the emotions. Me flailing around like a squid. (laughs) That can look really strange for people. But I do strongly believe that the more we can start to normalize what it's like to feel emotions as they come up, the better we're going to be as a community, as a society, because People who can process and sit with and let their emotions move through them are much more regulated people and are much more sound communicators because they're listening to what their body is telling them. They're feeling what needs to be felt. They're more in tune with their needs because as I was saying before, your emotions are telling you something about what your body needs. Those people are more in tune with what they need. And so they're therefore often better at communicating what they need to others. This has just opened this conversation around feeling emotions and how it's not something that we're used to doing often, but I still think that if people practice what it's like to be with themselves and just sit with whatever comes up with them, within them, then that will become more of a normalized process for them and then there will be less of a need to actually go and seek modalities such as emotion release technique. Even though I know it's so immensely helpful, my goal is always to empower the person in front of me to take care of themselves, to not actually need my support. Great that we can do this targeted stuff and we can sort of, thats I mean, ERT is a great way to introduce you to feeling your emotions and letting them come up and letting them move through you and getting an idea for what that feels like. But I don't want you to have to rely on that. I want you to be able to build up your own resources within yourself to know what it's like to be with you, to be in your body. So here's one thing I want you to practice. Every day, actually, let's do this. Today, I want you to sit with yourself Put your phone in another room on do not disturb, airplane mode, whatever. Sit somewhere. Maybe it's outside. Maybe it's at your desk. Maybe it's on the couch, wherever you are, in your car, while you're not driving, of course. And set a timer for one minute and just be with yourself 
for one minute. Maybe you can close your eyes because it's often easier to focus internally when your eyes are closed, but you don't have to. Sit with yourself for one minute and just breathe at a steady pace and just tune into what you're feeling inside. Now today you've done that for one minute. Tomorrow I want you to try that for two minutes. And then the next day, try it for three minutes. The fourth day, try it for four minutes. On the fifth day, sit there for five minutes and feel whatever is coming up and just be curious about that. Now, some of you who are listening to me right now are probably thinking, Gab, that's mindfulness. Yeah, it is. Totally. You're watching what comes up and you're just letting it move through. But in this process, this is where emotions can often arise because we're not distracted by other things. So I want you to do that exercise, you know, slowly work up to that five minutes and then maybe do that five minutes for a week or two. I'm sure you can find five minutes in your day to sit with yourself and just tune in. And if emotions do arise, instead of actually being like, oh, no, that's uncomfortable, lean into that discomfort a little bit. Lean into what that feeling is. Maybe it isn't discomfort, but whether it is or it isn't, lean into the feeling and sit with that and feel what it feels like to feel. So that's a good way to start to practice being in tune with your emotions and processing them as they come up because that's what all other animals do except for us. So we've got to remember how to do that again, how to see those emotions for what they are, ask what are they telling me about what I need, and then letting them go. We all have the capacity to do that, even if we're not quite familiar with it because our upbringing has shown us how to not do that. It's shown us how to suppress our emotions, how to put them to the side, so that we present as if we're all good and no worries, mate. She'll be right. But I want you to just practice being with your emotions, even if it is just for five minutes a day. So I hope this was useful. Can't wait to hear your feedback on this. But thank you for listening. And until next time, be well and take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoy it. I know I definitely did. Uh, I'd love it if you could give us five stars on Spotify or even if you feel so inclined, write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to share the message and help bring this content to people who may be interested and benefit from it. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you for the next one. Take care.